The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome to the Wednesday night edition. 7.08 is the time here and time for you to call in. Phone lines are opening up 416-870-6400. You have questions about employment law, the common law, going back to work, COVID-19, temporary layoffs, severance. It doesn't matter. Bring it on. Andrew Goldberg here tonight to answer your questions. Again, 416-870-6400 to call the radio station. Want to get an email into us? We'd love that as well. It's uh, it's really simple. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a, a free and anonymous website. Tons of employment law knowledge on there for you to absorb. And there is a contact button on the pocketemploymentlawyer.ca website as well. So we'll get into it today. We're going to talk about everything you need to know about constructive dismissal. Some of your emails on the way uh, as well, but Andrew, we want to start with a couple a uh, couple things you're working on for the week that was. What's up, pal? Hey, John, how are you? Good, man. Good. Let's roll. Good. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have uh, good news for our listeners tonight, which is great. Um, as many of our listeners probably know, the CERB, the CERB benefit, is uh, just come to an end, uh, which led to a bit of a scary time there because the government had yet to pass any new legislation dealing with well, what's going to happen to all these people that are still out of money because COVID doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. So the good news is today at the House of Commons, the government actually passed new legislation, which ruled in effectively a new CERB substitute known as the Canadian Recovery Benefit or the CRB. So they just cut a letter. It won't be that hard to keep up with. But uh, you know, so far, so good. There's two other benefits as well. One designed for people who uh, are sick and need to isolate or believe that they might be sick and need to self-isolate. And another benefit for those uh, parents out there who may not be able to work because they have to care for a child or a family member. Obviously, there are a lot of parents out there worried, you know, what happens if their kid gets sick or a classmate gets sick and they can't be at work. So there's a new benefit for them as well. So this is yet to pass through the Senate, but it's well on its way. And um, I won't get into all the intricacies, but overall, it's definitely great news for Canadians as a whole. Let's get into a uh, phone call, by the way. Might as well get right into it. That's uh, that's why we're here. That's the uh, the prime function. 416-870-6400 is the way for you to reach out in that regard. Uh, Dave, thanks for chiming in early. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, What's on your mind? Yeah, I work for a large company, and they were uh, recently taken over by a larger company. And I was, and you know, they they claim there's going to be no changes, but uh, you know there will be. Could that be considered a constructive dismissal? Being I applied to work for one company, and now I'm working for another. Oh, hey, Dave. Well, thank you very much for your question. Uh, it's going to be a bit contextual. I think you're going to need to see how it goes with respect to uh, if there are in fact any changes. Um, as it stands now, do you anticipate there are going to be any changes? Or I, I know they've told you they're not, but do you have specific concerns in general about your job, what you're doing, uh, your pay, or anything like that? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, not in the near future, but I know our company gets paid more 
than the other company. So I'm going to imagine that the other people are going to get upset that for the same work, they're getting paid for less. So either they're going to have to get bumped up or we're going to have to be brought down to their wages. So that's my, you know, that's kind of what I think, but who knows? Yeah, and I, I certainly appreciate your concern. Uh, have they asked you to sign anything in particular, or is it just business as usual? No, no, nothing. We just got an email saying that, uh, you know, it's, you, you work for another company now. This is the name of the company. Don't expect any changes in the near future. End of story. Okay, well, I mean, if you don't have any concerns right now, I mean, I think it's safe to say you can continue on with what you're doing. I appreciate that the individuals coming over from the new company don't get paid uh, in the same manner that you and your colleagues at the uh, existing company get paid, but they absolutely cannot reduce your pay simply because those with the new company get paid less. If, if they attempt to do that at all, uh, certainly you'd have a, a great claim for constructive dismissal at that point. Now, what if they, if they took away my pension or my benefits? Would that be considered the same thing? Yeah, it very well could be, 100%. I mean, and, and that's a great segue into what we're talking about tonight because oh. if those are terms of your contract, those are pretty fundamental things, your pension, your benefits. And uh, unless you sign a contract at some point, which gives the company the right to to take those things away, which probably wouldn't even be binding now anyway, um, no, yeah, that would be a, a serious concern. So I'd highly recommend if you... Uh, or if anyone communicates with you that these things are coming down the pipeline and, and you're worried about it, 100% give us a call and uh, we'd be happy to, to guide you through that. Does it, does it matter how minor? Let's just say they, they take away 1% of your pension or 50 cents an hour. Does it matter how much or just any kind of change? It's, it's actually a great question. It, it does matter to some degree, okay? The threshold's not extraordinarily high, uh, but yes, it would matter. If it's simply a matter of 1% of your pension, that could be a bit iffy. If they get rid of your pension in its entirety, then uh, that would be another story. But keep in mind as well, depending on what pension plan you have, uh, you know, a minor decrease now over years can have a significant uh, effect in the long run, right? So it would, it's going to be a case-by-case -case scenario. But uh, again, um, you know, you're you're good to flag this thing here, but if you have the specific concerns, feel free, give us a call. Once you have more real concrete detail, happy to walk you through it. Hey, well, thank you very much. No, no Thanks, problem. Dave. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time, Dave. I'm going to give you some uh, some contact info so you can reach out uh, on your own time, one 821 The email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Dave, thank you for calling in. Plenty of uh, room for you and time as well. 416, pardon me, 870-6400. Andrew, what else did you have going on for the week that was? Um, to be honest, a lot of a lot of the same old layoffs. I mean, this is what yeah. we're seeing time and time and time again. Um, it's concerning because now that, you know, things were looking great for a bit, but employers seem to be... Uh, you know, less and less just terminating people in the normal course. You know, one thing we used to deal with all the time, people would just come to us and say, you know, I was offered eight months severance. Shouldn't it be 16? And we'd go right. fight for the extra eight, right? But now employers, you know, they're at an all-time low. They're not even low-balling the severance offers. It's just you're on a temporary layoff. We're not giving you anything. And, you know, that's where the, that's the starting point. So it's it's very scary for a lot of people out there. Um, some companies, you know, they are struggling. It's a genuine issue. But many, yeah. many, many other companies, 
it's uh it's a facade there's companies that you know so many people come talk to me about how they're put on a layoff and we'll go online and there's job postings for their same job nice um so a lot of that and i don't expect that to end anytime soon and this is why i've you know we've we've chosen this topic for tonight's show this constructive dismissal topic because it's going to be very relevant to people and uh, we'll get right into it in that matter. What uh, What is a constructive dismissal? Break it down. Excuse me. There you are. You're back. Okay. Constructive dismissal, pal. What is it? It's, uh, it's, so, um, it's so troubling. It's making me choke here. Ah. Um, what a constructive dismissal is. Sorry about that, uh, listeners. What a constructive dismissal is, essentially, is a situation where the employer changes the fundamental terms of an employee's contract so like dave called in i believe his name is dave a few moments ago and talked about what happens if there's a pay cut what happens if they get rid of my benefits what happens if they cut my hours these are fundamental terms of a person's contract and if these things are changed to your detriment as an employee you can treat your employment as being constructively dismissed in other words, you can treat that as a termination. You can say, I never agreed to that. I was supposed to be paid what I was supposed to be paid. I was supposed to get 40 hours a week, not 20 or not zero if I'm put on a temporary layoff. And because you as the employer are making these negative changes, I can treat my employment as being at an end and I can pursue my severance package. All these under the uh, proviso that it's not in an employment contract ahead of time, right? That the company can do these things? Of course. So the big concern more than anything is, you know, what have you agreed to, right? So the agreement can happen in the moment. You as my employer, John, can say, hey, Andrew, I'm going to cut your pay from $30 an hour to $20 an hour. And I could say, sure, which most people don't do. Or you, (laughs) you as the employer, when I sign my contract of employment, can say, you know, although we'll try our best to give you 40 hours a week, let's just say, we as the employer reserve the right to cut your hours as needed. And then if they did so in the future, arguably that would be fine. But the vast majority of contracts don't contain such language, but you're 100% correct where to say, um, you know, whatever you signed upon beginning your employment, a lot of those things become agreements on your end going forward. So you have to be very careful about that. Short break, right back into it. Fill out those phone lines. We got time. We got room for you. 416-870-6400. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. We'll continue. Wednesday night edition, Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. Welcome back indeed. It is 721. Plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. And in between all that, of course, we'll be uh, taking your phone calls and talking about constructive dismissal. But uh, we got Megan on the line. Standing by, Megan, thanks for uh, thanks for holding on for, uh, for a moment. How are you tonight? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? Great. What uh, what's on your mind? Go ahead. 
So I'm just calling. Um, I won't name the company, but my husband was temporarily laid off in the spring. It is a large restaurant company in the GTA. So he was laid off because of COVID. Um, he was laid off for three to four months, and he did seek some legal advice in regards to his options. Because as you were just discussing, um, his contract was obviously, I guess, compromised, or you know, they said that it, they couldn't offer him any work. Um, now they had started to bring back some employees part time and temporary people that worked particularly underneath his designation, um, and he wasn't offered a position back. Um, and in speaking with his boss, it essentially sounded like, you know, his only option was to find other work because under the Provincial Emergency Act and because it was a restaurant company that they wouldn't be able to do, that he wouldn't be able to do anything and get any compensation or severance in any form because the Emergency Act essentially trumps whatever was in his contract. So he was lucky enough to find another job um, and he has left since left the company. But of course, with that comes, you know, you know, now he's on probation. The benefits aren't the same. His vacation isn't the same. So we have sacrificed quite a bit. Um, and so now I'm just curious, could he have actually done something to receive severance from his old company? Can he still do something, even though he has a new job? Like, what are the circumstances surrounding oh, well, well, thanks, Megan. Thanks for your question. And they're very good questions. Um, okay, so number one, you, you raised a point about this provision, there's something called the infectious disease leave of absence. It's something that the government passed, which they, you know, companies will argue you to you as an employee, because of this, they can put you on a layoff and there's nothing you can do. The reality is that's absolutely not true. In a lot of situations, regardless of that new legislation, you can still claim constructive dismissal for being placed on a layoff. As long as your husband had never been laid off before, and as long as he never signed a contract stating that he agrees to layoffs uh, as part of his employment, then he absolutely can still pursue what's called the constructive dismissal claim and pursue his severance, okay? The second part of your question is, you know, now that he has a job, how does that factor into things? And the way that that factors into things is as follows. When you're owed severance, we talk about it on the show all the time, we talk about a period of time. It's called the notice period. So you can get eight months severance, 10 months severance, 12 months severance. Your husband was off for a period of four months, I believe you said, and then he found new employment. So as a result of finding the new job, if he pursues his severance claim, which is fine, he can still absolutely do that, the old employer gets credit, arguably, for the money your husband makes in the new job. So let's say, for example, your husband made exactly the same amount of money in the new job as he used to make in the old job, but was off for a period of four months. A court would say to your husband, you know, we would have given you 12 months severance, but you found a new job after four, so here's four, okay? Wow. So what it does is it limits his ability to claim the full amount. But that said, number one, there's still a big gap in time where he wasn't paid anything, okay? Yeah. Number two, you said his compensation in the new job isn't as good as the old job. So yeah. they will he'll still get entitled to a top-up to make him whole for the other period of time, right? So okay. it's I don't have all the numbers obviously and and I don't we don't need to get into all the numbers at this point, but based mm -hmm. on just the four months off in and of itself and the fact that it's a lesser compensation more likely mm -hmm. than not, there's money on the table to be had here, so it might be worthwhile at least getting a, a consultation uh, to discuss what that might look like in terms of dollars and cents. Okay. Okay. Perfect. 
Okay. Thanks, Megan. Appreciate that. I'm going to give you a uh, contact number here to reach out and suggest you do as suggested as well. Uh, by Andrew, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Megan, the uh, email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Back into it, our uh, discussion about constructive dismissal. So you uh, you described what it was. How do you know if you've been constructively dismissed? Well, another excellent question. I mean, when you, you know, what you need to really look at more than anything is you look at the big terms of your employment. You look at what is your pay? How many hours of work are you getting? What type of work are you doing? And which of those things, what have you been entitled to? And is your employer taking that away from you without your consent? Okay, and sometimes it's not going to be as clear cut, but if you look at the main things, hours of work, pay, duties, a job location is a big one. If your employer comes to you and they said, hey, we're, we're kicking you out to Calgary and that's where you're working now, um, that easily could be a constructive dismissal and you can yeah. for sure refuse that. Uh, so th- that's what you're going to look at. And if you're unsure, again, give us a call and, and happy to alleviate those concerns. But typically it's something you'd feel and, and it would be a, a great detriment to you. So um, and it would affect your bottom line more and your more than anything. 416-870-6400 is the uh, the number. I'm being harassed at work or the workplace has become what they call a toxic environment. Could that lead to a constructive dismissal at any time? It can, uh, John. It absolutely can. So, again, just like pay and hours, uh, you know, your ability to work in a safe and not hostile workplace yeah. free of harassment that's a fundamental term of your contract as well. Everyone has a right to that. Everyone can certainly expect that. So if you're now being harassed at work and bullied or discriminated against based on you know something that's protected under the human rights code, your age, your, your ethnicity, your religion, by all means, you do not have to accept that. And that's a huge way uh, for employers uh, to, to try to force people out, to try to force people to quit and oh. avoid paying them severance, right? So we see that oh. every day. 416-870-6400. Just getting a call lined up shortly here. You can uh, you can call in too. We have plenty of space. And phone lines open at that number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address you want to use for Andrew anytime. And should mention pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website is open all the time, free, absolutely anonymous. Tons of uh, employment law tidbits on there for you to uh, to take advantage of I want to get to uh, to fred hey fred thanks for uh, thanks for calling in tonight how are you i'm great how are you beautiful what's uh, what's on your mind pal quick question um i will i have been worked for a federally regulated uh transportation company for uh two years less a week i've been off on sick leave since may 15th of 2020 until current just received notice of termination, uh, which kind of sucks being terminated while you're off on sick leave, but hey, that, it happens, I guess. My, my question for you is on vacation accruement. I'm a salary-paid employee, and I, my question is, does the vacation still accrue while you're off on sick leave? So here's here's the situation. Started October first, two thousand eighteen. Uh, left on sick leave May fifteenth, two thousand twenty. 
Okay, well, well, I actually have another, I hate to interrupt you with that question. It is a great question, but something that you said to me is is actually way more concerning. Um, You were terminated. How long have you been on sick leave? I left uh, the company on May 15th, and I'm still off currently. And did you have a return to work date set in mind yet or no? Uh, I, my doctor keeps on giving me, uh, uh, I won't say an extension. He keeps saying, no, you're not ready to go back to work yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And, and the last question here, if you don't mind, yep. why have they stated their reason as to why they believe they have to let you go right now? Oh, a whole slew of, of bogus crap that I can defend right to the <laughs> end of the road. Um, okay. Well, well, Fred, I think. Number one, I mean, your vacation entitlement is very important without a doubt, but it sounds like not only do you have a valid claim here for unjust dismissal, but also you could have a claim against the company based on a breach of the Canadian Human Rights Code um, for terminating you while you're on a sick leave. And you could be owed a heck of a lot more money than uh, your your vacation accrual you're talking about here. Yeah, what what they've what they've offered me is, uh, and I'll tell you up front, is, is uh, basically two weeks plus the, in the federal labor code, your your minimum of uh, five days, two days two days per year of service or a minimum of five days. So they've given me the five days, and out of the goodness of their heart, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> um, they've given me two additional weeks. Yeah, Fred, you can, especially, I'm not going to get into all the details now over this call, but as a federally regulated employee, especially in your situation, you could be owed a heck of a lot more than that, okay? Okay. Uh, They can only, as a federally regulated employee, they can only let you go if they've eliminated your position, which I find hard-pressed to believe since you're off on a sick leave anyway, and who knows what's going to happen when you return. So I would... I hope you haven't signed off on that extra two weeks yet, first of all. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. No, for sure. Uh, okay. It, do Before doing anything, please, John will, will, you know, he's firing off the number at all times here. Give us a call. Like, there's way more at stake here than this vacation oh, yeah. issue. Okay. We'll deal with that as part of the process 100%. Sure. But yeah. as time is of the essence here, especially because you, uh, you're you as a federally regulated employee, there's certain rules there. Give us a call as soon as humanly possible. That uh, There's far more at stake than simply this vacation accrual issue. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, if you could have the number shot out again um, soon, I'm sitting here with pen on paper waiting for it. <laughs> okay. You bet, Fred. I give it out uh, all the time, and I will continue to do so just for you. The number to reach out to Andrew and the rest of his team, one 855 821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900-5900 and email address. So you can use that as well. In fact, you want to double up and do both. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, 416-870-6400. Moving on to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for standing by for a few minutes. How are you? Yeah, um, not so good now. Okay. Um, right now, I've been working in this um, place that I do auto detailing and I've been being bullied from my owner I've been um, intimidated like like the whole nine yards you name it and I've also I've had a lot of times where I've been verbally yelled at in front of customers so I feel there's a bit of um, 
like I mean definitely it sounds like I've been going through some real bad work challenges and working in a toxic work environment and also I feel like my rights have been violated and I feel like I'm getting less hours um, I feel like I'm being discriminated because of my ethnic background and I and I do feel like um, I, I'm being definitely being singled out now if you're being singled out um, what can I do in, in those types of um, situations yes Jamie that sounds uh, extremely concerning okay. uh, especially because of the fact that you're saying a lot of this is directed from the owner yeah. him, himself, correct? Yes, it is. It is. Do, does the company have a human resources department? I'm afraid they do not, no. Um, okay. So what's happening is I'm basically left to defend myself. Um, I'm left on my own. Um, I work for a small company doing auto detailing, but I do find I'm in a hostile, hostile work environment, and sometimes I feel ostracized. So being ostracized, it's not a good thing. And I also feel like it's hard to work in my job, and sometimes I feel very, very, you know, upset because of this mistreatment. And can I treat this as a constructive dismissal <clears throat> i mean i mean truthfully speaking yeah okay yeah. uh so i mean okay so when it whenever it comes to these kind of cases these toxic work environment cases yes okay it, what's important to note is um you know you know you mentioned you're bullying you're discrim you're being bullied discriminated against based on your ethnic background things like that in order for myself as an employment yes. lawyer or one of my colleagues to ever adequately assess uh, your case, we would need to know the specific details, like what actually happened, right? And and th again, this is not something, this is probably gonna take you, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes to explain, right, of course. So it's something you wanna yeah. speak to an employment lawyer about uh, over a consultation. Okay. And, um, and please give us a call uh, to discuss those kind of things, but but absolutely, if you're being discriminated against based on your ethnic background, if it's the owner himself that's uh, perpetuating these type of things, and there's nowhere you can turn to with respect to human resources, yeah. uh, you very very well might have a case. And yep. uh, but before acting on it, it's important that you don't pull the trigger and leave your employment without speaking to a lawyer first, just to understand the you know well, the overall strengths of your case. Okay. Well, I do have things documented, written down. I have dates and times so that I have proof that what's happening on a, on a certain day of what happened, I was uh, made fun of or maybe I was given a bad facial expression and you're given a bad facial expression and to me that's a form of being bullied or it's being, it's um, intimidation. And people being intimidated from your owner, really, should, I think that needs to be addressed. And I think it needs, and even my mental health has not been the same. And I need to look at ways to see how I can f find ways to stop this type of um, abuse going on. 
Yeah, de definitely. And like I said, your, yeah. your best recourse is uh, giving us a call. Um, we can either, one, walk you through on your end what you need to do uh, to rectify the situation and to maybe treat it as being constructively dismissed, your employment, or two, we could reach out to the employer directly uh, to try to alleviate the concern. So, uh, uh, as always, give us a call and, and we'll do whatever we can to help. Jamie, appreciate the call. Appreciate your time. You know how to follow up. It's one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more information as well. Still got some time here. You want to make a call like Jamie? Do so. 416-870-6400. Moving on with our discussion about a constructive dismissal. A question I know you get all the time, Andrew, is can I still get severance if I'm constructively dismissed? Yeah, so absolutely that's almost you know that is in essence why the theory of constructive dismissal exists because you know there's essentially three things that can happen on the surface. One, if you quit your job on your own accord voluntarily, you do not get severance, okay? If you're fired from your job without cause, there's no real reason for it, you do get severance. And what a constructive dismissal is is yes, you're leaving your job, you're not fired from your job, but you've been forced to leave your job because number one, an employer is putting you in a toxic work environment, or number two, they're changing the terms of your employment such that they're essentially trying to force you out. They're, they're trying to force things upon you that you never agreed to. So why constructive dismissal exists in the first place is so that you as an employee can leave a job in very detrimental circumstances but pursue your severance, which is exactly what an employer is trying to avoid half the time by f trying to force people out. So that's exactly the whole purpose of it, um, in essence. What if I decide to continue working after a negative change to my job? Like, so one of the things that you mentioned. Well, that's going to be very problematic because, you know, something that's going to hurt you as an employee is if something uh, has been changed. So say, for example, you used to work 40 hours a week and your employer has cut you to 30. And you continue to work 30 hours a week for one month, six weeks, two months, and time goes on. The employer could take the position down the line if you ever wanted to claim constructive dismissal saying, well, I never agreed to 30 hours, I always had 40. An employer can say, look, you worked the 30 hours for three months now and, and by doing so, you've accepted these changes. So that's very troubling and which leads to a great point uh, which is if you're an individual and there's been a negative change to your job you want to get legal advice as quickly as humanly possible and you want to express your dissatisfaction with the change as soon as as possible because that will you know uh, protect your ability to pursue your constructive dismissal claim without the employer having that backdoor argument to say well you've accepted it by just continuing under these new terms which is uh, a big uh, concern for people most definitely joe welcome to the show how are you what's uh, what's on your mind uh, thank you very much um I'm working at a unionized company right now, and they are scheduling us for uh, mandatory overtime on the last uh, three weekends that have passed. And guaranteed they're going to schedule us again for Thanksgiving weekend on the Saturday, uh, mandatory overtime. And I was wondering if, with um, Justin Trudeau telling all our families and stuff not together for Thanksgiving, 
they're forcing us to come in for 60 uh, or 60 people all gathered together in our company here. I wonder if I have any leg to stand on here. Or, so, Joe, that... Yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just wondering if I have any leg to stand on for refusing the overtime. Yeah, I mean, that sounds uh, not ideal if you're not looking to work 60 hours a week, certainly. The, the problem in, in your case is that because you are unionized, this is an issue that you will have to deal with through your union directly. So you'll have to you know, work with your union stewards or your, your union council because your employment, the terms of your employment are governed by a collective bargaining agreement, which governs everyone in your, in your bargaining union as a unionized employee. So unfortunately, in this yeah. situation, uh, as an employment lawyer, uh, as much as I'd like to help you, I'm precluded from even doing so just simply by, by virtue of the fact that you are, in fact, a part of a union. So I if you understand. have concerns with it, talk to your union reps and, uh, you know, talk to your, to your other people you work with there and, and see what you can do. Joe, appreciate your time. Regardless, want to get down to uh, an email or two here with our last few minutes of the show. Uh, Maria, you're up. Says, hi, guys. My boss... Uh, uh, wants to give half of my work responsibilities to a co-worker to quote-unquote lighten my load. I never requested this change, and in fact, I enjoy the work that I do. Can I stop this from happening? Well, that's actually an interesting question because I, I, absolutely, I mean, I'd argue if you have, if, if an employer's trying to cut your out your work in half, I would assume that this individual's hours would be cut in half. I mean, if if the load is meant to be lightened, um, they'd probably have less work to do and, and arguably they'd even get paid less. And if that's the case, certainly that's a concern. And uh, as we've been talking about this whole show, uh, this individual, Maria, might very well be able to treat her employment as being constructively dismissed in that circumstance. So if you're Maria, you want to advise your employer that you do not agree to this change and you want to reject this change, uh, ideally in writing, and if your employer proceeds to implement the change, uh, you know, notwithstanding her objections, then she very well could pursue a constructive dismissal and, and go after her severance. Let's get to uh, another one here. Jonathan. Jonathan uh, writes in, says, my employer has uh, decided to change my compensation after 14 years. She said that due to the current status of the economy, the company will be reducing my pay for some of the employees and cutting performance bonuses for others. Roughly 25% of my pay comes from my performance bonus. What are my options? Well, another great question, and again, just perfectly aligns with what we've been talking about today. Because the bonus comprises 25% of this person's earnings, if the company cuts the bonus and cuts the pay, once again, that's a change to the fundamental terms of Jonathan's yeah. employment. He could treat his employment as being constructively dismissed. I mean, let's put it the other way. If you work for a company and that company has an insanely profitable year and is, is you know, killing it in the market for whatever reason, you as an employee can't, you don't have a right to a raise. You know what I mean? You can't go to your <laughs> yeah, boss and say, you know, we did, look how well we did this year. Give me a 25% raise that, you know, it, as nice as it would be if an employer did that. And, you know, perhaps the employees deserve that more than anyone. The employer has absolutely no obligation to do that. 
We are done for another night. Thank you, Mr. Goldberg. You want to reach out to Andrew anytime, here it is, 1-855-821-5900. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Employmentlawyer.ca will also give you leads to our television show on Global TV and CTV on the weekend. Check those out when you got some time. And if uh, we're not around, uh, you can always use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free and absolutely anonymous. Coming right back with Alex Pearson on point continues next on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.